0: Hi, everybody. I'm Steve Kenyon. Welcome to the Steve Kenyon podcast. This is episode number three of the Steve Kenyon podcast. Uh, Coming to you from Gooding, Idaho, the Gooding Pro Rodeo just came to an end. What a fun weekend in Gooding. The crowds were unbelievable. Uh, Big, loud. We had a great time. We'll talk more about that coming up later on. Two great guests coming up this afternoon. Bull rider Sage Kimsey. Uh, We'll talk about his unique journey to get back to the wrangler national finals rodeo and the prca's 2022 music director of the year benji bendley benji uh, benji provides music for some of the biggest rodeos across the country for more than two decades has been behind the tunes at the wrangler national finals rodeo he will tell us about his story coming up a little bit later on i'd like to start with the sage kimsey story Kimsey's won more than $142,000 this year. He's in the top five in the PRCA's world standings. He's got enough money, won to qualify for the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo. But you might remember he broke his collarbone during the first semifinal on the uh, final Friday of July at the Cheyenne Frontier Days Rodeo. He's had surgery on that collarbone to get it repaired. The doctors say it's about a six-week recovery time. He could be back sometime maybe after the Pendleton Roundup and able to compete again. When Sage got hurt, he had only been to 25 rodeos. Most of the money he has won has come from extreme bulls events. According to the rules of the PRCA, for that money to count toward a trip to the NFR, he would have to have gone to at least 40 rodeos. That means that for the next couple of weeks, all the way until right after Labor Day, the Lewiston Roundup, Sage Kimsey is entering... Some big rodeos where he's just basically mounting out, putting a rope on a bull with a bell on it, that's what the rule book says it has to be, and opening the gate and mounting out on the bull, paying the entry fee, paying the travel costs, making an investment into getting to the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo. I talked to Sage Kimsey and let him tell me the story while we were together at the Gooding Rodeo in Gooding, Idaho. Sage, I think you're doing something right now that... In my 30 years in the PRCA, and I don't, I don't remember anybody going to the links that you are going to right now to get to the national finals rodeo. You got hurt. You broke your collarbone in Cheyenne. You had been to 25 rodeos and a bunch of extreme bulls at the time. Take it from there. What are you having to do now to qualify for the NFR?
1: So we have a ground rule in, in the PRCA, and it's to protect the entries at rodeos. And, and honestly, I feel like it's a pretty good rule to have. Uh, you have to go to 40 rodeos to, for your extreme bulls money to count. Well, and, and the injuries kind of go back even further than that. I didn't get cleared from my shoulder reconstruction last year until mid-January, so I missed all the fall right. and really had to take it slow and let the shoulder have a, enough time to heal. So I really didn't come back until about February 1, um, and then I actually tore my groin off my pelvis um, after the finals in San Antonio, so the end of February. So I really just didn't get to go to very many rodeos. I had a lot of success at the, at the right. few rodeos that I got to go to. Um but you know, the way it sits now, I think I've got like 140,000 ones. Right. So, it,
0: you've got the finals made. My, my chances are
1: pretty high of having the NFR made, uh, but I've got to get to my 40 rodeos and I'm unable to compete right now because of the injury. Um, it's my collarbone still very unstable. Right. Dr. Tandy Freeman put me back together two weeks ago to the day, I guess. But um, he put me back together and said, you know, it's six weeks heal time. So, that's what we're doing. And the only way for me to get my 40 required rodeos is to, is to come here and kind of mount a bull out.
0: Right. So basically what the fans saw at the rodeos you were at last week, you and I, I, had, a, I had the chance to explain this in Hermiston, what the fans are going to see in Gooding tonight, you're getting on a bull with something that looks to me a lot like the leash I put on my Jack Russell, to be honest. And and you're basically just hanging on the gate, um, paid the entry fee, paid the travel. You're, you are investing a lot of money in getting to these last... 15 rodeos, I guess 10 now, from from now until Lewiston, Idaho, I think will be number 10 from this point on, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's probably going to be, you know, close to 10,000 by the end of this deal. Um, and it, investing's the right word, though. At the end of the day, I mean, the NFR pays a ton of money, and a guy could walk out of there with a quarter million dollars, you right. know, over the course of 10 days. So for me, it really is just kind of a business decision. Um, you know, pay the 10,000 up front, be away from my family for a month and a half. Um, you know, yeah, the rule states that I have to be holding on to a rope. Um, with a set of bells on it. So I've got a set of bells on my rope and uh, be in
0: contact with the bull whenever he breaks the plane of the chute. So that's what I'm doing. Um, What is the duration of the injury? Is there a chance that you could be healthy, for example, and cleared to ride by the time the big rodeo in Sioux Falls comes around the last weekend in September? Or do you know at this point?
1: Yeah, so it's six to eight weeks for the collarbone to be totally healed. yeah, you know, as a bull rider, I'm looking more that six-week
0: territory. If I were a doctor, I'd lie to you guys. Yeah, it's a three-month <laughs> injury knowing full well you're going to come back in a month and a half.
1: Yeah, for sure. But uh, six weeks seems like kind of pretty, pretty appropriate heel time, which will put me um, right after Pendleton. I should be back healthy. Uh, that, that's another kind of downer. I think I'm sitting seventh in the in the playoff series standings right now. So chances are, you know, some other guys are probably going to catch me and pass me. So I probably won't qualify for Sioux Falls, but I would
0: be healthy. Got it. Got um, it. You were the number one draft pick of the PBR's team series by the Carolina Cowboys. So what is what impact, if any, is this having on, obviously you're not able to compete there either, so that's probably a dumb question. You're not able to compete. What What does this mean for you as far as that's concerned?
1: Um, it, it means that I'm getting to kind of get a bird's eye view of everything right now. I'm still going to all the team events and supporting my team. Um, and it is. It's just kind of one of those things that getting adjusted to the team atmosphere has been been something really cool. It's something new that, you know, none of us really have a whole lot of experience doing. Um, so, you know, right now just trying to help the team build a good team culture and, uh, yeah, just going to the events and supporting, supporting my brothers.
0: Last question. You've got a pretty good sense of history. When you were a rookie, you were the one that told me about Bill Cornell, um, having been a rookie of the year and a world champion in the same year. Are you aware of anybody else who has gone to the links that you are going to through right now. I'm not aware of anybody, but there have been a lot of ropers and riders that have qualified for the NFR with injuries. So, I'm I'm certainly willing to admit that I could have missed somebody.
1: Yeah. So the the only story that I've heard, I actually just heard it real recently. Um, Kelsey Domer last year uh, was was very pregnant right. and um, needed her rodeo count on the WPRa side of things. So I don't know. That, that's the only thing that I've heard that's real similar to this.
0: Yeah. Well, it's it's. It's a pleasure to be able to introduce you to audiences. It's a pleasure to be. I wish I didn't have to explain the story. You're a former champion at this rodeo. I think you were 90 or 91, I want to say, a few years ago here. Um, it's it's what, what's going through your head as you're watching all these guys get on?
1: Um, I mean, honestly, I'm just trying to kind of enjoy the ride. At the end of the day, you know, I have a great opportunity laid out in front of me. And you know, I'm going to just take it for what it is. Is it ideal? Would I love to be home with my family? Of course sure. I would. But, you know, at the end of the day, like I said, it's an investment. Um, And, yeah, so I'm just kind of out here smelling roses and
0: enjoying it all. Get healthy. You got it. Bull rider Sage Kimsey, the seven-time world champion, talking about what he is going through right now just to get qualified for the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo. And our thanks to Sage Kimsey for his time. Congratulations to bareback rider Clayton Biglow, Boy, you want to talk about a cowboy on a hot streak? Over the last weekend, Moses Lake, Washington, Burley, Idaho, Canby, Oregon. He was 90-and-a-half on Calgary's yippee Kibbets and Cam- uh, Canby. Won all three of those rodeos. Over $12,000 uh, he has in the month of August. August also won the OMAC Stampede and the Rodeo in Jerome, Idaho finished third in Golden Valley, North Dakota at the Wayne Herman Invitational and in uh, Loveland, Colorado at the Larimer County Fair and Rodeo. The bottom line is the Biglow's won $21,495 in the first couple of weeks of the month of August. And Hey, y'all, this is Cody Johnson. When I was starting out in music, most every radio station and venue I went to told me no. At that point, you got
2: two options, tuck tail and quit or buckle down and fight. Well, I'm a fighter, not a quitter. And that's why I wear Wrangler jeans and shirts. Their toughness and style are legendary. They're an iconic symbol of the West, and there's no quit in them either. Life's not about the destination, it's about the journey.
0: And if I'm gonna enjoy the ride, I'm riding in Wrangler. Wrangler, long live cowboys finds himself now in the number six spot in the prca's world standings in the bareback riding we're going to take a time out when we come back benji bendeley joins us we'll talk to the man who is the reigning music director of the year in professional rodeo music has changed so much at rodeos over the last couple of years benji will tell us about it coming up
1: prefer is proud to introduce estate fencing This unique all-metal fence uses the same swedge-connecting rail as our popular Ponderosa fence, allowing it to flow beautifully along the contour of your land. With rails and posts constructed from galvanized material covered with an architectural-grade powder coat finish, it resists fading, rust, and other outdoor conditions. This fence is strong enough to last a lifetime and safe enough to house livestock. Best of all, no welding required. For more information, visit PrefertFence.com.
2: Hey y'all, this is Cody Johnson. When I was starting out in music, most every radio station and venue I went to told me no. At that point, you got two options, tuck tail and quit or buckle down and fight. Well, I'm a fighter, not a quitter. And that's why I wear Wrangler jeans and shirts. Their toughness and style are legendary. They're an iconic symbol of the West and there's no quit in them either. Life's not about the destination, it's about the journey. And if I'm gonna enjoy the ride, I'm riding in Wrangler. Wrangler, long live cowboys.
0: Thanks for listening to the Steve Kenyon Podcast. I am so glad to have the opportunity to share some stories about the world of professional rodeo and the Western way of life with all of you. If you're looking for a place to stay during the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo, I'd like to suggest the Grand View at Las Vegas. It's a condominium complex right across the street from the South Point Hotel and Casino. Big, comfortable rooms. You're not right in the middle of all the hustle and bustle on the Strip. Uh, check out the Grandview, com. Benji Bendeley has been the man behind the music at the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo ever since they quit using a live band at the NFR. That's more than 20 years. Benji has been at the forefront of the innovation of music, and it's continued role in helping to set the mood and set the stage at the rodeos that we love to attend. During the Farm City Pro Rodeo in Hermiston, Oregon, I had a chance to visit with Benji Bendeley. Farm City Pro Rodeo, Hermiston, Oregon, and I got a chance to visit with a fellow who I've known for a long time, admired for a long time, never had a chance to work with until this weekend, Benji Bendeley, the Music Director of the Year in the Professional Rodeo Cowboys Association. Garrett Ergen calls him Ben Jammin. Uh, <laughs> welcome. Nice to talk to you.
2: Oh, thank you. It's, it's glad to be here. Uh, it's been a pleasure so far to work with you too. Yeah, it's been a lot of
0: fun. I think we've had a good time. I've really I don't want to just talk about Hermiston, but I think this has gone really well.
2: It's gone amazing here at Hermiston uh, over the years. Uh, this new facility they have here is a, is unbelievable and they put a lot of hard work into it. And it's 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 home one week out of the year and I'm glad to be able to come here and call it home.
0: How many years have you been behind the laptop at the National Finals Rodeo?
2: uh 22
0: consecutive years i've been a part of the nfr you and i were just talking before we started prior to benji folks will remember there was a live band steve remple's live band at the nfr and then they brought in some music for the bull riding you were the first one to step in and do what you have done for the last 22 years you've watched that thing develop into the tightest ship, the greatest production. Um, I'm just amazed at everything that happens at the National Finals Rodeo, and you've been a big part of it.
2: Uh, It's godly. Um, I was in the right place at the right time. Good Lord above gave me the talent to try something new and to tap uncharted waters a little bit. Uh, I'm definitely not the first person to come along and play music the way, you know, from cassettes and CDs and, you know, of that nature. But uh, to come along with the computer system and, and do it in a fashion, it, it, was, it was sent from above. You know, put me in the right spot at the right time and introduced me to Sean Davis. And, you know, Sean recognized uh, the way it should be, too, and, and, and the new wave of, of presenting rodeo that is being presented now.
0: We have an interesting battle. I want to talk to you about your history and your background and some of those things. We have an interesting challenge, I think, in rodeo, and I think we've done, for the most part, a pretty good job of answering the call. We have this sport that is so traditional with so much history. And we're trying to make sure that we keep up with the modern times and keep it modern and make it a little bit fun and make it a little bit rock and roll. And I think we've I think we've done for the most part a pretty good job of walking that fine line.
2: I call it keeping up with the times. Uh, You know, there's other sporting events that we have to compete against. And if we're going to keep the younger generation interested in the Western flair, we've got to add a little more modern flair to it as well and nowadays you've got some outstanding rodeo music directors that are doing a, an awesome job in keeping up with those times. Uh, there's several of them out there that are just hustling and getting the right music and keeping up with uh, modern music and mixing in a little bit of that older flair as well. I'm, I'm going to call it older, it's, it's just traditional flair and you know it's 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 great to be in rodeo business right now. It's it's awesome.
0: Um, let me ask you about your beginning. You were you were actually our announcing director for a long time. Um, you were a rodeo announcer. Now you're full time with Crazy Heart Sound and Lighting. It's not just playing music, it's providing um big time sound systems and lighting systems for big time events all over the country. So this has become your full time lifestyle. But take me back to the beginnings. How'd you get here? Man, that's a long, story, long answer. That's that's a long answer to her question, isn't it?
2: I'm just aging myself, you know. Here, when we talk about, because I, <clears throat> I got to think a little bit. You know, I started out wanting to be a rodeo announcer. Right. Uh, I watched uh, Phil hire and uh, Boyd Paul Hamas on horseback. You know, with a wireless mic, the old wireless with the antenna right. hanging way out the end, and I I wanted to do that. Uh, I met Boyd Paul Hamas when I was in college. He was in college at the same time and at the time he was announcing but he was up in the stand and I saw him announcing horseback and you know I I jumped in uh, with both feet and and got on the amateur level trail in Texas and was very very busy I kept kept busy announcing wasn't making at the time making a, a living but I still had to have a job Monday Tuesday Wednesday before I headed out on the rodeo trail and Hopefully I had enough gas to get to the rodeo and beat the check back on, you know, all the charges I made. But <clears throat> started out as rodeo announcer and, and worked for Bob Barnes. Uh, went out on the rodeo trail, joined the PRCA in 1995, and went on the eastern seaboard and went out there and rodeoed with, with the Barnes family. And it was to where I was showing up at places and there wasn't a great sound system. So I bought a sound system while I was announcing, and I got... Got to going well with that, and Mac Altizer called and said, hey, we have an announcer, but I hear you have a great sound system. We'd like to hire you, and then I'll use you at some rodeos too. And he did. He kept me busy, uh, taught me a lot about how to use music with rodeo production.
0: Altizer's productions were pretty rock and roll. They they tried really hard to tie music and production together, as I understand it. Am I right?
2: That's correct. He wanted the rodeo fans to have a different type of – you know, uh, experience with rodeo by using that music of today, of yesterday and today, back then in the 80s and, and the 90s. And, uh, and it was very popular uh, amongst the, the Texas rodeo fan base.
0: Did they once try actually doing a thing where they had their animals named kind of to songs? Is that... Am I thinking of the right stock contractor?
2: Yes, you are. That yeah. that He didn't try it. He did it. Yeah. He, he was the first to do that. First to bring modern rock and roll music into the production of bad company rodeo their motto was expect the unexpected and uh it was they pretty much lived up to that every prca rodeo performance that mac altizer put on
0: when i first started announcing i had i was like you i went to a lot of places that had the old radio shack horns hanging up and that was their sound system and and uh and i remember walking in with a cassette tape player or two and announcing and trying to play music at the same time off of cassette tapes. And then somebody introduced me to mini discs and I thought, wow, we've hit the big time now. Uh, it wasn't very good to be bluntly honest. Did you, I mean, you, you were kind of your own sound guy for a while, weren't you? Know, you?
2: At the time it was good. It's all we had. It's all yeah. we knew. So, you know, we did what we did to with, with the technology of the time. Technology's changed a lot, Steve, in our lifetime, just you in my, yours in my lifetime. And it's going to continue to change before we're, we're gone. But, you know, going back to, the, to those days, uh, you just organized quicker right. and you, it took you a little bit longer. It's like doing homework as an announcer. You know, I don't miss those days of doing homework, washing a horse, getting ready for a meet, you know, rodeo performance like that. Now it's all in the computer and it's all paged out. It's there no matter what. When you pull it up, it's there as long as the computer turns on. Yeah.
0: Those, were, those were an all-day thing back in the back in the good old days weren't they
2: they were uh, that's how it was when I went to work for Mac Altizer you had to cue every tape rewind it all the way stick their pencil into that little hole and twist it back a quarter turn I'm
0: laughing because I remember all this <laughs>
2: <laughs> and then you're right you got to the CDs and we were a little quicker on things but you were still limited you know you were limited on your sound effects and then we got into the computer and all of a sudden you were or, sky's the limit you can as long as you can get to it fast enough it can happen i think production is in rodeo has is sped up tremendously now you know we're constantly there's more sponsors to throw in so the announcers are having to say more we're we're not competing we're getting along with each other but there's sometimes there's not enough space for all those sound effects i used to play 20 years ago
0: you know i i've you've got two announcers here me and Garrett Yarrigan in Hermiston. You've got, and Garrett has been. I have learned so much from Garrett the last three days. I'm. I don't tell him I said that, I but I. Mean, he's he has got he's got his stuff together, doesn't
2: he? He does. He he knows a lot. Uh, he he comes from a background, you know, of rodeo production. So with his dad, uh, you know, being a steer wrestler and now the president of the of the association that he's involved with. But uh, Garrett has a he has a a take an amount of knowledge in his head
0: production knowledge that is that is second to none cody sosby's here as a clown you've got a you've, you've got marty campbell who lives here in this area interviewing for the in-house audience mm-hmm. and for television we got a lot of moving parts and none of us are competing that's the fun thing about it uh we do you do some different things here in hermiston you're in our ear the entire time of the rodeo and it's been just I I can tell that the rodeo announcer thing in you really makes your life easier as now the music director.
2: My whole career has been uh, better because of my history as a rodeo announcer. I know when you're going to post up. I know when you're going to take a breath, and I can just sense it. It's not that I've I've never worked with you before, but yet we have not competed. We have not walked all over. Not once have you walked over a sound effect or... A hype song and same with me i haven't you know walked over you as either with the music but yeah it's a it's a it's a merger uh, so to speak it's it's working out well
0: benji talk to me about as we continue to develop in rodeo and as we continue to develop the western way of life you and Garrett were talking the other day about that big rodeo in Sioux Falls in, at the end of September and going through all the you know specifics about where lights are going to go and this and that and the other thing um, I, I think that the show aspect, the production aspect and the continued awareness that I, I hope more and more rodeo committees will develop about production and about I, I, I can envision a day where every rodeo committee's got a red hat, got a person who is the production manager, who is kind of the liaison between everything that's happening, the tr- the production truck, the video, the music, the announcers, the whole bit. I, th- I think we're headed in that direction with a lot of these events. What we are doing, in, I, this is a really long-winded question, but what we're doing with production in rodeo continues to improve and continues to make this, I think, a product that, Maybe it's part of the reason we've got sold-out crowds all over the place everywhere.
2: Well, uh, I was after
0: a long-winded rambling yeah, question.
2: The, the production has definitely gotten better everywhere. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I don't – I'm not involved with a rodeo committee anymore that doesn't have a production manager of some sort. Uh, a lot of times it's the announcer that's the production. He runs the meetings and says, you know, kind of explains what we're going to do. Uh, but most of the time there is a local person that is a leader that says, we're going to do this here. We're going to do that there. Uh, I think what I'm going to get off a little bit on what I think is attested to, uh, our sold out crowds at most rodeos that you either see on TV or that you attend. The attendance is up everywhere. Yeah, it is. And it's because in my opinion, it's because of what we're seeing on TV. Uh, I will contribute to the Cowboy Channel for our attendance being up. But I also think that it's because of Yellowstone. Uh, Everybody wants to be a Rip. They want to be a a Dutton. Uh, Everybody's in love with Beth, which I am. I think she's awesome, you know, the the character. And when we have those types of things that people, the urban people to watch and uh, see that the Western lifestyle is there, they're seeing that we pray. We have a national anthem, and we we don't force it on anybody, but we ask them to join us. Uh, the Cowboy Channel is putting that on as well. And when that is truly America's number one sport, when 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 we aren't scared to do stuff like that, and you think back when we when years ago when we had the movie Urban Cowboy, and other shows, Gillies, you know, down in Houston, and all that was filmed there, and we had pure country with George Strait. Our numbers were up. Then.
0: I thought when Garth Brooks became really popular, there was, I don't know, some, I, all of this happened at about the same time period you're talking about. We, re- we experienced a resurgence during all of that.
2: Exactly. So I, I contribute, you know, Cowboy Channel's definitely helped, well, yes. you know, a lot. It's helped the contestants with their uh, sponsorships. They can promote themselves a little better. Hey, I'm going to be here, I'm going to be there. Social media has also helped, you know? So it's a bunch of contributing factors. The fact that we just come off of, you know, we're finally free of COVID bullshit, you know, and pardon my French, but uh, we're out of that. People are wanting to get out and do things. Um, I'm excited to be part of the the rodeo industry and what I do. I'm excited to be part of the concert industry and and what we do as well there.
0: I wanted to ask you about that because Crazy Heart Sound and Lighting is not just rodeo how how expansive are you you ever do you ever see your home or are you gone all the time how tell kind of take me through the the business of what you do you know and how many events outside of rodeo
2: I'm still I'm still doing rodeo events Uh, I probably do 20 21 events a year and just rodeos where we hang sound or we hang lights at rodeos you know indoor pins and stuff and I play the music Uh, right now we have a concert on a floating stage going on in texas city uh, that uh, i have a crew down there you know and your question is do i ever see home i do i've i've structured my rodeo run to where i can be home a little bit more i'm not doing as many rodeos and i'm home on you know monday tuesday wednesday sunday monday tuesday wednesday and then we're gone to another then i'm home again you know a weekly in the fall and in the spring i'm not as busy on the road continuously as i uh was you know 10 years ago uh i've gotten into the concerts and the staging uh we have a couple of mobile stages we do concert events um do sound for those do lighting for those i have a crew that you know we have a couple of trucks and and semi trailers and i got into that because i i saw my age, I mean, it's mostly because of age and not one.
0: You're still a kid, Benji.
2: <laughs> no, I feel like a kid, but I, I know that's not true. And, uh, you know, it's a business now. It's not It's not like when I was 20. It was, it was fun then, you know. It's fun now still, don't get me wrong, but it's a business. And I've got a lot more responsibilities now than I did back then. so branching off a little bit into something else, I have the equipment. I have, you know, what it takes to put on those types of non-rodeo events. I have the stages. So why not full force go into that? I've got, you know, several people hired that work those things for me. And a lot of times I'm at those events as well. Um, You know, I'll get home. I'll go from here to Caldwell, Idaho and work that rodeo. Then I'll go to Pueblo. And then I'm down in Texas for a run through September and October of concerts and rodeos down there.
0: Um, let me ask you two final questions. There are you made reference earlier to the number of there there are seven hundred plus rodeos in the PRCA. A talented music director can have work all the time. Uh, somebody with a really good sound system can have work all the time because there aren't nearly as many music directors, obviously, as there are events to produce. But there are there there really are. I think there's. I mean, every week it seems like I work with somebody whose style is a little bit different, but who is right there on top of everything. That that one click of the mouse, and it mouse in a totally unscripted event brings up exactly the right song at the right time. Um, there, there are a bunch of really talented music directors out there right
2: now. I agree. There are. And, uh, you know, I, I, w- I, I think that, uh, that we all make each other better yeah. because of the Cowboy Channel. They, people can watch the Cowboy Channel and they see, well, they did this, did that, you know, here, there. Uh, I don't want to call it copying, but there is a lot of imitation going on out there. But there's nothing wrong with that. That's a form of flattery. Uh, I don't think you should get upset with that type of thing. I just think you just need to try to use your own ideas. And, uh, you know, if you take somebody's idea and use it, okay. You know, that's fine with me. Um, I think that uh, the music business in rodeo is, is, is wide. It's wide open, whatever you... I mean, we only have so many songs we can all select from. Sure. It's not like I have a certain set that I select from, you have a certain yeah. set. We all pick from the same bucket. And it's a matter of using our ideas and our what we feel that song should be used for. And it's different, but from music director to music director. How many
0: songs do you have on your computer?
2: I have over 8,000 edits and clips of music.
0: Um, I asked that last night. Of, of all the things to come up... We it just totally impromptu. Nobody planned it. Uh Cody Sosby does an act last night where we end up pulling somebody out of the crowd and he admits that he is a lineman for or he's a lineman on first responder night. And Cody started talking about football and you whisper in my ear, I don't think that's a football player. And where I'm going with this is you we ended up at some point working this back around to Glenn Campbell's old Wichita lineman song, which was recorded in nineteen sixty nine or something like that. Um, you'd never think you'd hear that at a rodeo but it was kind of fun
2: yeah i mean that's just my brain thinking i'm trying to always help the production whether it's helping you help garrett a lot of times in here i'm way behind y'all in a room so we can't we don't have the the uh we don't have where we can just talk to each other side by side but i'm i'm able to talk to you in your ear and that's just me thinking of things to do I do that a lot with some announcers and sometimes they'll use it and sometimes they don't. So another one of those things were okay. If you don't want to use it, that's fine. But I thought that was a cool, uh, little jab, you know, to kind of finish that act off by using that song because he was a lineman for the County yeah. and, We played it for him.
0: On first responder night. Um, I wanted to do this because here in the background, this is Benji's office during the Rodeo on Hermiston. Uh, The great big mixing board, the the laptop, the whole bit is set up right there. So that's what he's dealing with um, during the course of every rodeo performance all year long. Last question, I promise. You won that Music Director of the Year award last year. Your first time, I think. How'd that feel?
2: It felt amazing. Uh, I I was most proud to be standing up next to four of my colleagues side by side uh I wish we all could have won that award I just happened to win it this year and I was honored uh it was a a, it was a a privilege to have my name called out and then to be able to speak to everybody in the room the way I did and uh it gives me goosebumps just thinking about it you know and and you know I'm I am so honored to be part of an industry like we're part of. You know, it's just good people, people that care, people that uh, want to put on a great show, and they, they don't want to just come to town and get the money and run. Uh, the contestants, they care. And, and you know, it's, it's, it's a last of a dying breed is what they say the cowboy is. And uh, we're trying to keep it alive. And I think right now we're keeping it alive and doing a good job of it. I agree.
0: Thanks to Benji Bendeley for joining us from the Farm City Pro Rodeo in Hermiston, Oregon. Coming up, some final thoughts and a word from Jeff Askey, the 35-year-old bull rider who's really been really good the last couple of years. Just won the rodeo in Gooding, Idaho. We'll hear from him and get you set up for our next show. Thanks for joining us for the Steve Kenyon Podcast. New styles join our time-tested Justin Bent Rail collection. Like the rugged men and women who wear them, these boots stand for quality, integrity, tradition, and hard work. Straight from our legendary El Paso factory, our expert bootmakers build these boots with features that would make even the earliest cowboys proud. Outfit yourself today with a Bent Rail collection by Justin.
2: There's no pretending to being a cowboy. Either you are, or you aren't. Which is why everything we do as a company
0: improves or preserves this way of life. The romance, the honesty, the toughness, the craft. More cowboys, please. America could use them. Resist all. We
2: live it every day.
0: Thanks for joining us on the Steve Kenyon Podcast. I am Steve Kenyon. Thanks to the Grandview of Las Vegas, the place we stay during the Wrangler National Finals Rodeo. Gooding, Idaho, the Gooding Pro Rodeo over the weekend, 22 years is a PRCA-sanctioned event, and about a quarter of a million dollars in prize money paid out, almost 6,000 of it going to Jeff Askey. The 35-year-old Wrangler National Finals Rodeo bull riding qualifier made an 88 and point ride to win the rodeo. That was a good bull, but, I mean, you made a great ride.
3: Yes, sir. Uh, I didn't really know the bull, but he come from Willie Mosca. And he told me before the parf, he said he'd be around the right, might go back to the left. Made it sound like he's pretty bucky. And uh, he was, he was a really good bull. Yeah. Uh, kept going to the right, which suited me really good. And just a lot of timing, really fun bull to ride. Uh, definitely made you work for it. But as long as you make the right moves, uh, he rides really good. Um,
0: do you like to know a lot about a bull or are you fine if you don't really know him and just react to what they do?
3: Uh, 95% of the time I show up, I ask what color they are and which side he's going to be on. (laughs) And some of them contractors are here. I'll show you a video of them last week. I'm like, don't bother. I just want to know what color and what side. And I walk away. Uh, there's a few guys I'll kind of listen to, you know, just cause, uh, I know they're going to shoot you straight, but, uh, there's still some of them old contractors around. It'll tell you one thing and they'll do another. So, uh, and, and just goes back to the deal. You can have a bullet goes right nine times out of ten, and that that day you get on him and think, man, he's going right. He's going to shoot out there three and go left. And uh, I just I just get on and nod my head and see what happens.
0: Jeff, you are you're you're not the youngest guy in the group. You're 35 years old. I but I think you're riding great. How do you feel about the way you're riding right now? And what have you learned over the years that's helped you to be the, this consistent?
3: Uh, I, I've I've just kind of matured mentally, I guess. Uh, you just you kind of just stay level. You don't really get high or low, which I've been that way throughout my career. Uh, you know, I never really get real high when I'm winning or, or real low when I'm losing. I just kind of stay in that sweet spot, um, real even keel, I like to think of it. Um, but just the older you get, you kind of just perfect it a little more and dial it in. And, and I, I'm just, I'm healthy. Uh, you know, I'm 35, but I feel the same physically as I do did when I was 22. Uh, so, I mean, I got no tape, no braces. Uh, I got a sportsman to steal a bottle of water and some bubble gum. <laughs>
0: <laughs> bull rider Jeff Askey won the rodeo in Gooding, Idaho, 88 and a half on a bull from uh, Warden Willie Mux out of Canada called Burnt Oil. Congratulations to Jeff Askey, number seven right now in the PRCA's world standings. You probably heard, but bareback rider Trenton Montero, national finals rodeo qualifier, is recovering from some serious injuries That he uh, experienced when a horse went over on him at the rodeo in Homedale, Idaho. You can send donations to Trenton Montero, P.O. Box 1010, Winnemucca, Nevada, 89446. Trenton Montero, P.O. Box 1010, Winnemucca, Nevada, zip code. 89446. If you'd like to help out, Trenton's a brand new dad, baby boy, born less than a month ago. And uh, now, with this issue, there are going to be a lot of hospital bills. And uh, the rodeo community has always been so good about helping out its fallen friends and neighbors. Thank you for joining us on the Steve Kenyon podcast. Uh, we'll do this again. Episode number four is coming up in the next few days. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening. I'm Steve Kenyon.